Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. Can't believe it. 2021. Uh, boy, that was a heck of a year, wasn't it? 2020? What? Real- you're joking, right? Huh? Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, here we are. Uh, your How to Avoid Being Ripped Off by a Car Dealer show in our 17th, 18th, or 19th year. I can't remember. Been doing a long time. Started out a half an hour, and now we're up to two hours. Welcome, one and all. Hopefully, we have a lot of new folks out there. Love to have the referrals to the show. We're unique. Uh, you've heard the. You heard the recorded introduction, and we, we're a team in here. Uh, we have somebody in the studio that can answer just about any question you could ask about automobiles. Um, I think we're about 50-50 between mechanical, computerized, technical problems and sales problems and leasing problems. Uh, I guess the one thing we have in common is all about problems. If you didn't have problems with your car, we wouldn't be here. And we're so proud to be here in 2021. And uh, we uh, look forward to uh, a much better year, a much better year. Uh, this thing has been trying on all of us, the COVID. Uh, the COVID-19 issue has been uh, weighing on everybody's mind. And uh, it weighs on your car ownership. It's had amazing impact on the auto industry, the manufacturers, wholesale, we call them, and the retail, that's uh, the car dealers. I'm one of them, by the way. And, total transparency. You need to know that I've been a car dealer for over 50 years and I still am. So uh, I say that because I don't want to be accused of having an infomercial. You've seen those all over. Uh, some of them are real sneaky. You turn them on on television a lot. You may even have uh, video clips on YouTube and they have uh, radio infomercials. This is not one. Uh, this is a, We don't get paid uh, I don't pay somebody to do this show. I do this not to sell automobiles, but to help you buy automobiles from anybody you want to. I am a Toyota dealer. I have a Toyota dealership. Toyota only has about 15% of the market. I say only. That's a pretty big chunk. But there's 85% of you out there that don't want to buy a Toyota, and there's some cars out there that are better than Toyotas, uh, some out there that are worse than Toyotas. Uh, it's a competitive market. That's good for you. Competition is your friend. And that's one of the things we'll focus on uh, today, probably, uh, is how you can use competition against your car dealer. I'm a good example. I'm a car dealer. I'm extremely competitive, and I have that self-awareness. And it can be good. It can be bad. Uh, you use it uh, to your good against car dealers by com- getting competitive information on repair prices, on uh, maintenance prices, leasing, buying. There's a huge swing when you buy a car. 
Uh, right now, as we speak, somewhere in the country, someone's buying a car, and they're paying probably thousands of dollars. I don't say probably, literally. Uh, people are paying thousands of dollars more than they would have to pay were they aware. Had they done their homework, had they listened to the show, had they heard some of your advice, because your calls are one of the most important things to the show. Before I get on with my rant, I'll try to get off my rant, I want to tell you how you can call us. It's 877-960-9960. That's our call-in number that we've had since the get-go here. I'm going to say 20 years. Heck, I need to look it up so mm -hmm. instead of me rambling about that. 877, okay, 960-9960. Love to have you call us because we learn from you. I, I'm not trying to flatter you. I mean, I, we also hear some things that I know, but every now and then I hear something, I can't, I can't believe this. Uh, we, we benefit from your calls. And then your constructive criticism, or unconstructive as it be, uh, is welcome too. We have a special number for that. It's not a number, it's a website. If you want to attack me, or attack Rick, or Stu, or Nancy, if you want to uh, say something that you prefer not to be public about. We have an anonymous line. Very few. I know of no other radio show that does this, uh, television. I don't know anybody that does this. Youranonymousfeedback.com. That's right. You go to that website, youranonymousfeedback.com, and it comes through a uh, CIA cleansing agency that, that uh, purges your name and any reference to your identity. <laughs> Yeah, that's really kind of cool. And the message comes through to us so that we can hear that and not know where it came from. And the interesting thing about youranonymousfeedback.com is that we get far, far more really intelligent, constructive questions, comments, criticisms than just about any other source. I'm not sure why that is. Anyway, and we have a text line. Uh, I don't want to overwhelm you, but I want to make the point that we truly want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. Our text number, 772-497-6530. You know, when we start out, we didn't even have a text number. And as technology, remember, 20 years. <laughs> I mean, that was just after the birth of the internet. So 772-497-6530 is our old-fashioned text number, 772-497-6530. So uh, please, we, uh, we really implore you to take advantage of that. If you're driving, of course, you can only use the telephone, use your Bluetooth, don't use hands-free, don't take any chances. But please call us and uh, let us know what you think or any questions especially. Uh, let me go to my left here. And I have Nancy Stewart, my co-host. And I say that because she was uh, an original, a part of the team many years ago. Uh, we were on a little station called Seaview Radio. It was the same studio, or the same building. We're in a different room, actually. But uh, 20 years ago, and we had a half an hour show. And it was just Nancy and me, and a half an hour. And we didn't get very many calls. And uh, uh, we, we did a lot of yakking because we couldn't get calls and suddenly they started to come in 
and the rest is history. She's also a female advocate. Some people don't like that. Some people don't appreciate the fact that 50% of the uh, world are females. <laughs> they buy probably at least 50% of the product. And I think uh, in some countries, I think the USA is one of them, they actually have more than 50% of the wealth. So very, very important segment of our society. And so Nancy Stewart is a strong advocate for female rights. And uh, she is uh, going to tell you something very interesting about females out there that may be a little timid about calling the show. Tell them about that, Nancy. First, I'll say that uh, there was pretty accurate numbers that yeah. you just stated. Yeah. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> um, as Earl said, I have something pretty important for the ladies this morning, and that's $50 for the first two new lady callers. Uh, give us a call. Uh, questions, uh, comments, uh, anything about your you know, last uh, transaction or maybe service, anything, give us a call. And that is 877-960-9960. And uh, for the rest of you, you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, take advantage of youranonymousfeedback.com. Now back to the recovering car dealer. You know, you mentioned uh, in your opening about the increase of uh, the price of a car and how things have changed in loans. You know, um, last week uh, I had a uh, article and uh, I, I'm not sure whether I found it or you who found it, uh, but it said that amid COVID, the average car loan got $4,000 bigger. Yeah. It's amazing how uh, people are really borrowing serious money now to buy cars, and uh, we've seen an increase in demand individually. There's one good advantage of being a car dealer. I see it personally. Stu and I uh, are amazed at uh, how many new and used vehicles are being sold on the market. Manufacturers are having record years, uh, virtually all of them, and uh, so that impact has gone straight through to you and you're borrowing a whole lot more money. The good news is the interest rates are lower today, but uh, the impact of the COVID uh, uh, the demand, uh, the, we, we, we hypothesize that this demand is you feel safer in your car. You're not going to drive uh, to a group meeting somewhere. You're not going to be in a public place. So where can you be but get outside the house and your car, the sanctity and safety of your car. So people are buying more cars. Very interesting phenomenon. Another reason why our show can be more helpful to you than you would think. Very good. Um, we're here for you, ladies and gentlemen. You make the show. So, as I said earlier, 877-960-9960. Give us a call. We're going to go out to Jersey, and we have uh, Bill on the line. Good morning, Bill. Hi. Good morning, folks. Uh, Happy New Year to uh, all of you and uh, all the radio listeners out there. Happy New Year. Yes. Uh, um, long-time listener, and uh, I do put a lot of credence in what Earl and the show brings. So uh, I recently had an experience where, uh, actually I called in before uh, and spoke to Earl about this, but uh, I just purchased uh, a new Acura RDX. And the situation, uh, I, I can only say it was the worst buying experience of my life. Uh, I just don't know if it's a particular dealer or customer service has gone out the window anymore. 
Um, and uh, my question really is, what me when you have a poor buying experience, what is the best way to, um, you know, give them feedback or write online reviews? What, what does Earl really think is the best way to handle this? Because not just for myself, but for future people who may want to work with this dealer or the particular situation. Should I um, uh, call the general manager? Should I write a letter to Acura? But it was really an unpleasant situation. It got into a, a screaming match with uh, them and my wife, and uh, and I feel everything about the deal was uh, not pleasant. And normally I would have walked away, but they had the particular car. I did my homework. Mm-hmm. I had three competitive quotes. Uh, I got the true car pricing, Costco pricing. So I, I knew exactly what I wanted, where I needed to be on the price. And it, it really just came down to that it, it felt like this dealer had more business than they knew what to do with and didn't really care too much about the customer. So I don't know if, you know, obviously Earl doesn't run a business like that, but, um, you know, this this is reality. This is the real world. And uh, I was quite upset. And my wife is quite upset with it, whereas it should have been a very nice experience buying an almost $50,000 car. It really both of us uh, lost sleep over it, the way we were treated over it. Well, Bill, that is... uh uh, a very important question, and I, uh, I probably don't address that issue more. I, I, tr- I try to instruct people and train people and uh, enlighten them on how to go about buying a car carefully and so on and so forth, but no matter how careful you are, you experience these sorts of things as you did, you and your wife. And uh, yes. your observation was pretty accurate. Uh, in a what we call a hot car market, when there's more buyers than than sellers when, when the, the inventories are low and the demand is high. And that's where we are, in two, uh, we were in 2020, and we will be in 2021. Uh, it's just uh, mm-hmm. the, the car dealers doesn't need you as much because if he doesn't sell you a car, somebody's going to come in right behind you who he will sell that car to. And he knew that Acura uh, was one that you wanted and they were scarce. And uh, he just didn't care about being courteous. I mean. It defies common sense and logic, but that's the way a lot of car dealers feel. To answer your first, your question is what What do you do when it happens? And you mentioned a couple of things, uh, general manager. Uh, in order of uh, reverse order of priority, uh, I'll give you the the, the fail safe method at the end of the list. But the first thing you should do is go mm-hmm. to the general manager. You should talk to the the guy that runs the dealership. Sometimes it's the owner. Be careful of fake titles because everybody in a car dealership has a management title, it seems like. But you want to go to the source, the owner, the general manager, the person that really runs the store. If you could get through to him, I would say 90% of the time you can resolve an issue. Uh, that, that person is more understanding of the overall importance of customer satisfaction. When that fails, and it fails a lot of times because no one wants to let people get through to the owner or to the general manager uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, they're afraid of the criticism. Yeah, excuse may be directed me one thing, them. Earl. I did, I did, uh, excuse me, Earl. I did read on some of the online reviews that there, there is a, a link for the email to the owner, but then someone answered that it is not. The owner is yeah. pretty much it exists non-existent in this dealership, and it is uh, answered by the general manager. I yeah. think over a marketing person, yeah. right? 
So your, your next step after that would be to go to the manufacturer. Now you mentioned Acura, they have an 800 number again. Uh, this can work and you should try that after you fail to get through to the guy in charge. Now when, when that fails, then you have uh, a couple of uh, powerful tools. The most powerful tool you have is the Department of Motor Vehicles. Every state has a Department of Motor Vehicles. The dealers are licensed by the Department of Motor Vehicles. That means that they're really the only people that can put a dealer out of business. If a dealer commits a serious violation, the Department of Motor Vehicles, not through a judicial process, but through just the right of uh, their position in the state government, they can cancel a dealer's license, they can suspend the license, they can fine the dealer, and all this is at the discretion of the Department of Motor Vehicles. So you write a letter to them, you copy the dealership, and you're careful how you write the letter, and uh, mm -hmm. that nine times out of 10 will get you a resolution of the problem. And the last tool, the heavy duty tool, is an attorney. I put the attorneys last because uh, it's gonna cost you probably, and, the, and it's a tedious process, and it's difficult. But uh, uh, that, that's, that's the steps, general manager, and then the manufacturer, and then the Department of Motor Vehicles, and then the attorney. Okay, very good, very good, very good. Uh, well, thank you, Bill. I, I appreciate um, you going in, and that question was on the minds of thousands of people listening, I'm sure. And you have a happy new year, and thanks for calling. Okay, we Hello. are we are going to go to uh, our callers are just coming in. This is very nice. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that telephone number again is 877-960-9960. And don't forget, ladies, this morning I mentioned to you to uh, give us a call because we have $50 for the first two new lady callers. And if you have a shopping experience or a servicing experience, give us a call and uh, share it with us. We are going to go to a first-time caller. She's from Jupiter. And her name is Joyce. Good morning, Joyce. Hi, Joyce. You out there? Did we lose Joyce? Sounds like it. Hey, Joyce, um, if you're listening, give us a call back. 877-960-9960. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, folks, don't forget about Rick Kearney sitting on my right. And I say that because uh, uh, he is someone that can answer any mechanical, computerized question that you may have and we've talked about COVID affecting our lives one of the ways that COVID affect our lives a lot of folks just don't want to come into a car dealership to get their car fixed and uh, or service especially and so Rick can tell you what's important and what's not important there are services that you can delay and you probably should if you're nervous about it and he'll also tell you some tips about uh, maybe you can fix it yourself if you're a do-it-yourselfer I promise you He'll give you a tip. Uh, if you're not a do-it-yourselfer, he could tell you some places that you could possibly go that would be less, uh, what's the word, chancy, uh, exposed, uh, that would help you uh, preserve uh, your health, is what we're talking about during this COVID thing. And uh, sometimes, sometimes you have a problem that's just not serious, so you ignore it. So Rick Kearney, he's a certified master diagnostic technician. And if you can give him the specifics of your problem, nine times out of 10, he could give you a diagnosis right here 
on the radio, by YouTube, by Facebook, uh, or however you want to do it. So uh, give Rick a call, 877-960-9960. He's monitoring by the way, YouTube. He's our official YouTube monitor, so if you want to go to youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars, here we are, and you can uh, post a question to Rick on YouTube. Uh, we've got uh, Stu Stewart, who is our cyber expert. He's our dispatcher of our undercover spy that goes out every week to visit a car dealership somewhere in, uh, in America, <laughs> <laughs> actually Florida, and uh, mainly South Florida. But uh, we, uh, we, we do have some uh, remote mystery shops occasionally because we have a team of vigilantes now. It's earlsvigilantes.com who can report in about experiences they have in different parts of the country. So we do encompass the globe, especially Florida and, and the USA. Uh, Stu is uh, at a, another mystery shopping report, and uh, he's also monitoring, turns out mainly our anonymous feedback line, because we get so many, but he also monitors our text. So Stu, what have we got going? We got any text? Be before we get to Stu, yeah. let me tell you what, folks. This guy wears a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. Stu. Thank but, you very much. <laughs> you're welcome. I mean, a whole lot of hats. I don't even know where he keeps them all. I think he may have rented a storage unit. So, with that said, we're going to go to Joyce, who's back from Jupiter. Good morning, Joyce. And Joyce is a first-time caller. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Joyce? I'm doing just fine. I'm just interested in your show. It's great. Oh, thank you so much. You won yourself $50. Uh, thank you for the compliment. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. We pay $50 for every compliment, so uh, <laughs> bring them on. I'll keep going. <laughs> How much time you got? <laughs> Just two hours. Oh. Well, thanks for the compliment, Joyce. You're welcome. You're welcome. Do you have yes, a question for us, Joyce? Excuse me? I said, do you have any questions for us? Anything we can answer? To I make? do. I wanted to know what you think of Carvana. They have a commercial just in our face all the time. You know, Carvana, do, you know, sidestepping the car dealer. Yeah, there's a, there is quite a few of them. I'll tell you that. Yes, there well, are not Car just Carvana. That's an example. Yeah. Carvana is uh, unique. Uh, we'll be looking back on Carvana in ten years, saying they were the first or one of the first to understand that people will buy a used car online and that you are able to uh, have a satisfactorily, purportedly, I have no reason to suspect otherwise, we've shopped a Carvana, some ourselves, and I think they're a legitimate outfit. They're certainly on the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, they did a big, big uh, IPO not too long ago. They're very well financed. They, they, they advertise a lot. And uh, they're pioneers. Uh, they're they're losing a lot of money, and uh, uh, they're doing that largely because of their growth and their advertising, uh, but uh, they should become uh, becoming close to profitability. I know all the stockholders hope that will be the case, but they tapped on something that a lot of people were afraid to look at and, and recognize, that you can, in fact, uh, you, if you hang up your shingle and say, we sell cars online, people will come to your computer website and buy a car from you. Uh, they they kind of glossed it over with their with their car dispenser, you know, the the large uh, twenty story or whatever it is, uh, car dispenser the, that the giant vending machine. Yeah, vending which machine. is pretty cool. 
You got to yeah. give them that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, a, it's, a, it's worth trying. I say this about Carvana or anyone else that's in the car business. Get a price from Carvana and then shop and compare it. Competition's your best friend. So go to your local car dealer, independent used car dealer. Uh, remember, Carvana does not sell new cars, only used cars. So uh, if you're buying a used car, get comparison uh, prices from two or three other uh, used car sellers, be it online or otherwise, and then uh, go with the best one. But get that used car checked out by an independent mechanic, the single most important thing you must do. Have your mechanic check the car out, any used car you buy, whether it's from Carvana or CarMax or your local dealer, have your, not their mechanic, not the one they recommend, but the one that you recommend, the one that you know. If you don't know one, check around, check uh, Google ratings, check other things for a, for a good certified technician that could give you the thumbs up on that car you want to buy. And uh, Joyce, uh, let me add this to the mix. Um, if it wasn't difficult enough to purchase a vehicle today, but you can make it a whole lot easier. You can even get a lower price by going to the Internet. Um, it's a great place to go. And, you know, for those of us that are born uh, and raised before this uh, digital revolution, I'll call it, uh, there are more of us that really feel a little bit nervous uh, about uh, going online and purchasing a vehicle. But I'll tell you what. Um, you do your homework and uh, apply certain techniques, meaning, you know, what you want, what you need. And uh, all, all of those details are extremely important. And uh, I promise you, uh, you'll get one heck of a deal. Oh, great. Thank you for that. You're welcome, Joyce. Is there any other questions? No, that's been the top of my priority. I, I can't buy new right now, but... Um you know, I like all the competition um, use that to my advantage. I like that. I'm going to have to keep that in the back of my of my motto for when I'm going out there. Yes, yes. Well, uh, the advantage of not being ready right now is that you have a lot of time uh, to put into, you know, all, all the information, and there sure is a lot of it out there. And remember, knowledge is power. Joyce, thank you so much for calling. Um, you, you may not realize this, but uh, you're a big part of helping me to build this platform for ladies. And I'll tell you what, we're doing a heck of a job, and uh, it's a new day. There are more ladies calling now than ever before. <laughs> so I hope to hear from you again and spread the word okay. and enjoy your $50. Oh, well, thank you so much. All right, look forward to talking and listening to your show again. Thank you. Okay, Thank you. Uh, we are Bye -bye. going to go to Stu, and yeah. uh, he put on one of his hats. You were talking about hats, yeah, and, and I <laughs> thought that was a great segue. And, folks, we didn't plan this, but speaking about hats, Earl's smiling over there behind his mask. I can see it in his eyes. We have hats for our vigilante team, and uh, I, I messed up. I was supposed to bring them in. We were going to wear them today, but I didn't take them home, so we'll have to show you on our heads. We'll model them for you next week, but, mm -hmm. uh, John, is that clear? So that is the embroidered patch on the hats oh, that me, all of Earl's vigilantes. Let me take a look uh, at that. Yeah. Do we that have enough hats to get one out to our current vigilantes? We or? do. Yeah, oh. we, there was, it was a sample size, but I think we oh, still ordered 20 okay. or 30 of them. Oh, great. And so that will cover all of us and the vigilantes. But all I you think, vigilantes out there, you hear it? The hats are in the mail. There it is, when folks. When you see them, How do you like you're going to want to become a vigilante just Helps for the hat. Them. Oh, huh. amazing. You'll be proud to wear that hat. 
And so that will be just one more hat that I wear. <laughs> Even though I'm not a vigilante, but I, I guess we, we kind of are. That all of us here in the studio are, are the, the, the original vigilantes. So, uh, but we got the hats for it, so we'll make it official um, uh, for you guys. So you can look forward to that next week, folks. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we do have a lot of text and anonymous feedback coming in, and I want to start with Anne-Marie because it was waiting for me when I sat down this morning. So. Oh, good morning, Anne-Marie. Good morning and Happy New Year. Anne-Marie says, good morning. I've heard that this pandemic has adversely affected this country's manufacturing capabilities. Everything from infected employees being jammed together in meat packing plants to delays in getting parts and other materials for our manufacturing facilities. In general, people just don't or can't work efficiently when they are sick or the workers next to them are sick. That being said, I'm sure that people are doing the best they can with what they've got. This pandemic is messing up everybody's daily lives. I was wondering, since you have a dealership and do mystery shopping investigations, have you noticed any decline in the quality in any of the vehicles made since the pandemic started? It's a great question. Has your mystery shopper noticed anything amiss that would be readily apparent like the fit and finish of vehicles not being what they used to be? Have any technical service bulletins been issued for any problems arising from this pandemic? And what impacts has the vehicle manufacturers encountered that may affect their customers? Thanks. Amory, you think more deeply about the car business than I do. <laughs> no. I mean, I wonder about these things, but you, you, you wonder about the, about the most interesting things. Um, Rick is probably the guy to address this as far as, like, um, things that he's noticed, like, on the uh, you know, mechanical and the hey, fit and finish. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, everybody. Yeah. Amory, you and I, we are going to have our own show. How do you like that? <laughs> because I wondered about the same thing. I mean, being able to get parts and everything in between and what they're using um, in service, Rick, uh, to substitute for something you just can't get. Now on to yeah. Rick. Well, the first impacts we saw was were just on production, um, and that was back in the spring when they actually shut down the production all across the country, and that was when we first got the pandemic. So the first thing we saw was, like, it was very difficult to get a car and inventories got really really light um we're always seeing issues all manufacturers do i don't know any that we can that we can pin to the pandemic but rick might know it, it would be near impossible to pin it to the pandemic especially since a lot of issues on cars don't show up for several years until yeah. the cars had time to break in or something but uh i don't think we've really seen a big change in the quality on the cars I think the quality has been there. Uh, supply of parts has Still a had a tough. minor impact, yeah. a, a small impact here and there on some things, but not enough that has really given us a big uh, a dent in the problem. Uh, nothing, nothing that I would call, oh, this is a bad issue. Mm -hmm. It's just minor little things here and there. And so we compensate, we, we work around it. Um, as far as the mechanics go, uh, one of the things is everyone is wearing a mask in the shop, which unfortunately you know, is you're in a, a, a kind of hot environment and it's a heavy physical job most of the time. How do you complain about we have an air conditioned service department? Well, yeah, but it uh, even in there with the doors opening and closing all the time and certain areas it do could be a worse. little warmer. It could be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, oh, it could be a whole lot worse. But. With, wear, with wearing the mask, it, it does slow us down a little bit, especially the older techs like myself. We have to take certain things into, comp, you know, into, into consideration. Um, 
So it does slow down the work process just a little bit, but we're also a lot more conscious about such things as wearing gloves a lot more often, uh, keeping the cars a lot cleaner where we can, you know, really, really just going all out to make sure that we're trying to protect the customer. It, in it adds a little to the to the process. Yeah, al yeah. almost to an overkill point. But yeah. I, I would rather go overkill yeah. on protecting the customer yeah. and protecting ourselves. Uh, uh, so, Rick, point. are you saying that um, the impact uh, that was made on parts and everything else in the beginning when this pandemic hit it no longer exists right now? Uh, you can get things easily that you need. Yeah, we can get the parts and supplies. Yeah. That's I don't see any issues going on there anymore. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to have to interrupt everybody. Uh, and uh, does Anne-Marie have another continuing? I, uh, she okay. can text us if we didn't cover everything, but I think we answered it. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Anne-Marie. Uh, we're going to go to John, who has been patiently holding, and he's a regular caller from Palm City. Happy New Year, John. And Happy welcome. New Year to everyone. I want to thank Earl and Nancy for not only being there, but I can't remember when they missed the show. It's, it goes probably back to when you went to a convention in California. <laughs> I don't remember. That's but you're right. there each and every week to educate us on the automobile field. Now, I got two questions for Rick, and it's concerning batteries. I'm looking, and I'm seeing the battery on my one car. It's going on uh, stamped on it four years in February. And I know I have AAA. I have the insurance company uh, call 800 number, but I want to replace it automatically before there's any problem. Is that usually the life in South Florida, three and a half to four years of a car battery today? Uh, four years in South Florida, it's, it's starting to get up there in age. Uh, what I'd recommend really is stop in at one of the local auto parts stores and just ask them to do a battery test on it. They have some very small machines that are extremely accurate in determining how much lifespan your battery has left, and most of the time they'll do it for free. Okay, what I want to ask you also, I'm not a stiffler in doing things myself, and I like to uh, do the consumer's reports to get the best battery for that particular car, but when I take it out, all the computers have to re reset is there any instrument or anything that I could either borrow or buy that stops the computers from being reset, that I don't have to worry about that they, they retain, you know, the clock and everything continues? What do you recommend on that? Yes, they do make, uh, you can probably find these on Amazon or just about anywhere. It's a simple little battery backup device that plugs into the cigarette lighter and you'll need to, for your particular model of car, you'll need to find out whether you need to have the key on or not. And basically what it does is it keeps the memory alive while you disconnect the battery, swap it over, and then reconnect your new battery. And it will keep all the power, everything powered and for the few minutes that it takes, and it will keep that memory alive so you won't lose any of it. Okay, my mechanic calls me squeaky clean the terminals on mine, I regularly inspect them, and I buy a spray in the auto store. It's like a coating. You could do it yourself probably with Vaseline. Absolutely. But what I want to ask you, in the auto store, I also saw that they make a felt washer that goes underneath the positive. One is green, one is red. Would you recommend something like that 
to stop the corrosion forming on the battery terminals. Those things cost pennies, really, in, in the true cost of the world. I can't really tell you that they help, but they sure can't hurt. Okay. That's what I want to know. I figure they're cheap enough, and it's very soft, so it's easy to install, and it's easy to put because it's a red for positive and a green for negative. Yep. <clears throat> but the point that I want to take people is people think it's battery failure. That's number one. I think it's uh, terminal failure here in South Florida, especially with the dampness and the weather, that they should watch the battery terminals very carefully that no corrosion forms. Absolutely. Well, thank you, guys, and thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, John. You're welcome, John. You know, a whole lot of thank yous to uh, to Earl, who's here every single Saturday morning. And I'll tell you what, he's filled with so much knowledge. Uh, <laughs> it's just amazing, and it's all free. And you, the listeners, are an important part of the show. And if you want to take in and absorb all of the information he has for you, well, you can just tune in every Saturday morning. We enjoy your company. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. You know, I wonder if John was watching Jay Leno's garage uh, show yesterday with Elon Musk. Yeah, I don't know. That was, that was really an interesting show. Uh, Rick, uh, did you miss it? Unfortunately, I was tied up the whole day yesterday. Yeah, it was amazing. I realized, didn't realize that there's a race car driver who's blind. Hmm. Yeah, amazing. Okay, back to Stu. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we got a text from Bobby B. in The Villages. I'm guessing that factory recommendations for oil change intervals is the bare minimum, not ideal interval. Wouldn't my engine be healthier and perform better if I changed my oil three times per year or even four times? That's a Rick question. Uh, no. No, with, with the new <laughs> synthetic oils, once a year is all you really need, and, and, and 10,000 miles. I understand the thinking. I mean, they're yeah. saying, like, okay, if, they, if we put a whole lot of recommendation, you know, for a lot of intervals, people wouldn't do it, so that's the bare minimum. But I think they got it pretty, pretty wired down. You pretty can brush tight. your teeth 25 times a day, too. You'd have really, really healthy teeth, but, if, but your gums might be messed up. The <laughs> only thing I'll say is if you've got an older car, a much older car with, hundred say, 175, 200,000 miles on it, and it's starting to use a little bit of oil, you know, and it's a much older vehicle. At that point, yeah, maybe change the oil a little more often. Okay. But even then, I would consider switching to conventional oil and change it more often that way for less expense. Okay. All right, next one. Uh, no name on it. It says, I love your show, and I have been looking forward to the next time I will buy a car so I can put your advice to use. Well, that time is now, I think, assuming you can confirm now is the best time of year to buy a new car. Um, I've gotten three prices from three Toyota dealers in the last two weeks. It was a struggle to get an out-the-door price from two of the three, but I did it. My question is, what do I do if or when they try to change the terms when I actually show up to deal? Well, I, I think that should be, again, decided in writing uh, so you don't waste your time. And I'm not sure how far away you went, but you don't want to drive 30 or 40 or 50 miles find out that they changed their mind, and they might. So the best thing to do is when you pick the dealer uh, that gave you the best out-the-door price, uh, 
confirm that in writing. And uh, you want to answer to your confirmation. So let's say the price, I'll use round numbers, is $20,000. And you got that's your lowest price. So you go online, you email the salesperson, and you say, uh, I'd like to make an appointment to come and see you this afternoon at 2 o'clock. I have a check for $20,000. Uh, this is your out-the-door price on such and such and specify the vehicle that you agreed upon. And I'll be there at uh, such and such a time. I'm going to hand you the check. I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to drive home. Uh, are there any issues that you perceive or may I do as I described? And then you have something that's a legal document. Not a lawyer would say it's not legal, but uh, a judge would uh, use that as probable cause for uh, deceit and deception if they didn't honor it. And I would suggest that uh, you do that before you make the long drive. Okay. All right, the next one. This is from an uh, anonymous feedback, and it's from, well, he gave his name, so that's okay. Alan is no longer anonymous. But he says, uh, really enjoy uh, car buying advice. Plan on buying a Toyota, Camry, or Avalon once the virus is under control. Question. I'm keeping my old Nissan Altima, no trade. I'll use Chase Bank to finance the car, three-year loan, 10% down payment. So no trade, no dealer financing. Will I be able to avoid the hard sell in the FNI office? No. <laughs> it depends on where yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can avoid a hard sell anywhere if you have the uh, fortitude and the personality uh, to be able to do so. It, it takes an aggressive, uh, secure, um, I don't know what the word is, uh, commanding personality and then you don't have anything to worry about. Unfortunately, most of us aren't like that. And uh, car dealers are very smart, and the salespeople are very well trained in a, in a uh, successful dealership. Uh, they're experts at what they do. And in the finance department, the finance managers, they often call themselves business managers, uh, are extremely talented. And that's what they do day in, day out. A lot of hours, too, car business. Retail car dealers are open seven days a week. So you got to remember, you're walking in there, you're an amateur, and you're dealing with a professional. And the pressure might not be so obvious. Mm -hmm. So it's not easy to avoid deception. Yeah, Alan, um, that's one of the things that finance managers are trained to. They're called cash conversions. In your mind, you're not paying cash, but to the dealership you are because you'll be showing up with a check or a, a draft from, from the bank. And they're trained to overcome that and try to convince you to go with their financing, which, you know, it's worth hearing it out because, but, but you still might be subjected to some pressure there. Solution to your, to your problem is this, get your best out the door price on financing, terms and interest rate and payment from your bank and your credit union if you can, uh, and use that. And then that way there's no conversation. This is the deal. You're not going to buy anything else in finance. You're not going to buy any of the products they offer you. You just want them to finance it. Can they match that payment in terms and interest rate? If so, let them do it. Yeah. But if they can't, yeah. go to your bank or your credit union. Right. You take control of it by getting competitive bids. I know I'm redundant. I know I say this all the time. Competition is your friend. It's your friend when you get a trade-in allowance on your trade-in, when you price on your new car and on your financing. Competition will win the war with the car dealer. Okay, that's a great segue for me using the word friend. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you're not there to make friends. Definitely not. You are there to purchase a car. And remember, they are there to sell you a car. 
There is no friendship here. So keep that in mind. Now back to Stu. Uh, Alan has a follow-up uh, to his, uh, his, his question. He says, also, I know the dealer is entitled to a profit to stay in business, but what is reasonable and fair? In Georgia, the tag and title fee is about $38, and sales tax is 6.6%. Most dealers are adding a 599 dealer fee. Um, You're overthinking it. Yeah. And, and, uh, the dealer is uh, entitled to make a profit. Uh, it isn't how much he's entitled to make. Uh, a dealer, yeah, see, that's the nice thing about being a car dealer. I understand both sides of the equation. A car dealer is entitled to make as much money as he possibly can if he operates his dealership honestly and ethically. And Apple makes a huge amount of money. Apple sells an amazing product. And Apple charges a lot of money for their products. But you get value for your money and you get treated with courtesy, respect, and transparency. So a car dealers are entitled. I, I don't complain when a car dealer sells a car and makes a lot of money, if he does it honestly and ethically. And there is something to be said for buyer beware. See, I'm wearing my dealer hat now. You should be educated and you should be prepared when you go into buying a car, just like when you buy an Apple computer. You should check with Dell, you should check with all the other competition out there for Apple and buy where you feel most comfortable and you have the best product. You can you can really intimidate the salesperson, the F&I people with all that knowledge whenever you walk in and guess what folks, you're in control. Ladies and gentlemen, give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960. Now back to Sue. Do any of your YouTube fans have any questions right now for us? Yeah, I do have one right now. Uh, Helen Lasky says, Happy New Year. This is Helen from Malabar. What happens when a dealership advertises a promotion on their homepage and then fails to honor it? They advertised a free year of maintenance on the purchase of a new Honda, which I fulfilled, I purchased. They said I was not entitled to it because I got another promotion on a flyer I received in the mail a few weeks earlier, a $350 loyalty check. The dealer was very condescending when I pointed out that there was no wording about stacking two promotions. What recourse do I have? Well, I would go the way I talked to Bill earlier in the show. I would go to the general manager of the dealership, the owner, the person in charge. If that didn't work, I would report that uh, dealer to the manufacturer, assuming he's a new car dealer. And if that didn't work, I would go to step number three, which is the DMV. Department of Motor Vehicles. If, in fact, there is an offer in writing on their website or wherever, and even in the fine print, there's no disclosure that exclusive of all other offers. See, that's a typical fine print. They, they make six different great offers, and they all sound like they're cumulative and together. But if you look at the fine print, they typically say this offer is exclusive of all other offers. If that was not in the fine print and that was not said, then you have a great case uh, with the Department of Motor Vehicles, and that'll be free. They'll get a letter from the Department of Motor Vehicles, and you'll never see a dealer snap to attention and do the mm -hmm. right thing faster than that. If for some reason that doesn't work, it's a slam dunk with a lawyer. Uh, you'll have to get a lawyer that'll do it on contingency, take 40% and sue them for damages and so on and so forth, but I think 
if you go to the general manager, it's a simple question. You have to disclose uh, your offers in fine print. Even fine print technically is a violation of the Federal Trade Commission rules, but uh, I don't want to get into a law school thing here. Uh, simple thing is go to the general manager that will probably get the deal done. Have you been watching the practice? <laughs> is that it, Rick? You got any more over there? We're caught up right now. Okay, great. Uh, we'll go to anonymous feedback. Good morning, Earl. And qu this is a question for Rick. Have you heard about Toyota having bad spark plugs? I've heard through various uh, garages that fake Denso spark plugs have made their way to Toyota dealership parts departments. Ooh, I have not heard of this, and nor have I experienced anything of it. I didn't understand the... Well, he's... Behind he your mask, there was a phrase, a... Denso, maybe, because uh, the manufacturer? No, no. I'll go right back to it. Parts, uh, parts. Parts, yes. Parts departments. Oh, bad, having bad parts departments? Yeah, he says oh. he's looking online. He says he's heard about fake Denzos, spark plugs making their way into Toyota parts departments. Like Ooh. they're out in the market and maybe parts departments are yeah. buying these bad, these counterfeit plugs. Well, it happens. I mean, uh, 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 parts, uh, you know, a fake sounds like a bad thing, but if it's not an original equipment manufactured part by Toyota, it can still be a quality part. And I'm sure there are parts departments in Toyota dealerships and all other dealerships that stock parts because they can buy them cheaper elsewhere. Oil filters might be an example. And uh, they find a quality oil filter and uh, they will sell it to you, uh, maybe for less, maybe not. If they don't sell it for less, they're buying it for less and they're making more money on it. But uh, just because a, a, a part is quote unquote fake doesn't make it a bad part. Especially in uh, collision parts, uh, you have to be careful because they probably haven't been tested if they're not an original equipment part. But oil filters, uh, uh, spark plugs, uh, I mean, there are a lot of parts out there that are quality that aren't made by the manufacturer. Correct. Okay, we are going to go to a, uh, another caller who would like to remain anonymous. Uh, and uh, she is from West Palm Beach. Good morning. Um, good morning. Um, hey, Rick, this is the lady who had the Prius that used only you to service her car. Uh, could you repeat that? Yeah, is Rick, is Rick there? Yep, he right is. here. Yeah, we're all here. Yeah. Okay, um, so I recently bought um, a Toyota Corolla from your dealership, and Rick used to service my Prius. He was the only person who ever touched my beige Prius. Rick, oh, this you know is Yeah, hey. <laughs> okay, so I'm only, excuse me, I'm calling because I want to compliment everybody. Um, Rick's been servicing my car for the last five years, and he is absolutely excellent. And when my car, di when my car died, um, and I had to buy a new Corolla. Your dealership was the only one I was going to come to. And Gianti was my salesperson. And he was excellent. And I never got pressured by the finance guy. I walked in with a voucher and I told him I had it. Um, I got a great trade-in. And the experience was just terrific. So I just wanted to say that and say thank you to everybody. Oh, thank you. That was really nice. I'm thank sure you. Thank you very much. appreciates that. Thanks so much for the call. Um, you are welcome, and Rick, when my Corolla needs servicing, I'll see you again. Oh, thank go. you. Uh -huh. 
Well, keep, Happy New Year, and I'm sorry, Rick, blew your anonymity. <laughs> keep, 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 on, keep on listening and spread the word. We love the lady okay. callers. Okay, great. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 877-960-9960. I forgot she requested an and I'm like, why are you hitting Rick? <laughs> Rick almost got knocked over there. <laughs> All right. Let's go back to some real anonymous uh, people. <laughs> hey, I didn't hear. I can't remember what her name was. So. Okay. Um, this is really good. I think this came up uh, probably because we talk about if you're looking at a used car, um, if possible, bring that used car that you're considering buying to your mechanic or somebody that you know, somebody that you trust. Uh, but the question says, when you get a mechanical inspection, uh, it doesn't have to be your mechanic if it's too far away. Just go to a mechanic near the dealer that you're buying from, but just don't go to the one that the dealer suggests. Very wise. Now, what I'm not clear on, and you might be able to answer is, I don't know if you can get a, a, a free inspection or even an inexpensive one, but it, it shouldn't be too much money. But if you no, know somebody, they it, might be. If you get a free inspection, they're trying to sell you something. Yeah. Uh, free inspections, uh, and all dealers do this, by the way, you know, come in for our complimentary 25-point inspection. Well, it's complimentary because they're trying to find something to sell you, and they get paid on commission, and uh, you give a hungry mechanic that's paid on commission uh, 25 minutes to look at 25 things on your car he's going to find 20 things that need fixed so uh, what you should do is uh, pay for it that way uh, you're you're being fair with him and he's being fair with you hopefully and you say look uh, I don't mind paying you $125 but I want a thorough check of my car and if there's anything that requires adjustment or fixed before I buy it please tell me mm -hmm. and that, that way it's a deal to deal. And that you would consider them for the, any repairs that he did. Exactly. Don't promise, but say you'd consider. Exactly. Okay, uh, more anonymous feedback. Rather than getting hosed from a buy here, pay here used car dealer, <laughs> save up some money and buy a car in Facebook Marketplace and then take it to a mechanic for an inspection. Those buy here, pay here dealers are not up to snuff. Settle for a Corolla or a Yaris and don't go fancy. Well, I, I respectfully disagree with, with the well-intended comment, and I can understand. I know a lot of people are like that, uh, that feel like you should not. Uh, there are people out there that are in conditions that they cannot uh, save the money, and they're living hand-to-mouth, and uh, especially today during COVID, a lot of unemployed people. And uh, buy-here, pay-here dealers uh, have a bad reputation. I used to be a buy-here, pay-here dealer. Uh, and I guess I did have a bad reputation. But uh, you, you can still be an honest, fair, buy-here, pay-here dealer. And what they will do for you if you are in a situation where you're literally, literally living, living hand-to-mouth, you're having trouble buying food, you're having trouble buying uh, groceries, and you need a car because you can't get to work without a car, where are you going to go? Who are you going to call? You go to buy-here, pay-here. And uh, they, they, uh, you make a weekly payment, usually, and uh, you don't have to have good credit. Yes, they charge you too much money, and they charge you an extremely high interest rate. But where would you be without it, if you, without the car? You might be homeless. You might be uh, hungry. So buy here, pay here dealers do serve their purpose in life, and uh, there are good ones. I'll, I'll name you. Uh, one that I know of, particularly Beach Cars in Palm Beach County. They've been around for a long time. They're honest, 
uh, and they do charge a high interest, and they do charge a lot of money for the car. Uh, and if you don't make your payments, they'll come and get your car. Uh, but that's, uh, that's an, uh, you, you could call it a necessary evil. And some people can't save money, so I didn't want to go on and on. Yeah, there's a place for them. All okay. right. We got more. We got a whole bunch of them. I, yeah. could, I could use take up the rest of the show with these. Um, why do some car dealers offer things like free oil changes, window tent, and paint protection? Um, if they're giving away, doesn't it cost them money? I find it difficult to believe that they really are giving that stuff away, and I'm assuming the customer is paying for it somehow. Nothing is free. Of course. Your, your observation is right. The, the things that they talk about are typically overvalued in their, in your, they hopefully in your eyes. Uh, uh, window tent uh, has a higher perceived value than what it actually costs uh, the customer. and. Uh, uh, nitrogen and tires, uh, all the things that, that you see that are sometimes given away free uh, have a high perceived value. Like Zurich Shield. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Zurich Shield in our mystery shopping report. Don't forget they, steak knives. By having something that they say is free, it sounds like you're getting something good and it's not as valuable as you think it is. Yeah. Right. Pinstripe is one of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, pinstripes I see on these addendums for like $100, $200. I can tell you, it literally, if you do the app, the, it, the, the, the materials is negligible. It's a roll of tape, and they might pay a technician, you know, maybe 10 bucks to put it on. So it's a, a $10 value, maybe an $11 value yeah, that you yeah. charge $200. Hey, in the, back in the day, what was the cost of a gold package? Uh, what, oh. what, how, how much money was made on that? That that's was amazing, a, an amazing time. You just brought back a memory. Um, that actually was kind of a labor-intensive thing. They did like this electrophoresis process where they actually applied gold to these to the emblems, but I can't. They charged a lot of money mm -hmm. for it, I, and your uh, your instincts are right. Probably a lot more, a huge markup um, from what it actually cost the dealer yeah. to put on. Okay. Uh, hey, let me take a yeah. minute and uh, bring up that topic that we spoke about earlier, and that's uh, Earl's Vigilantes. I don't know whether you saw the logo that uh, Stu showed all of us this morning, but uh, gosh, this thing is getting huge. And uh, we're gonna have uh, the logos, the t-shirts, we're gonna have the hats, and uh, you too can sign up uh, for Earl's Vigilantes. Just simply go to, <coughs> excuse me, uh, com. And if you consider yourself any type of, a, well, car person, or uh, you wanna you know, help out your community, uh, by uh, signing up, uh, we would love to hear from you, and uh, you don't have to consider yourself a what I call an auto expert, uh, but just a, a, a little bit of knowledge will help. So uh, go there and sign up, EarlsVigilantes.com. Come on, ladies, I want to hear from you too. So uh, get up there. You'll have a hat. You'll have a T-shirt. It'll be a whole lot of fun. Nancy, mm can you make an appeal for some um, female vigilantes? I realize we have about a dozen vigilantes all across the country, and they're all guys. We need some women helping out with this. Did, did you hear what Stu just said? Mm -hmm. Did you hear what I just said? Well, they're not going to listen ladies? to me. They'll listen to you. Ladies, 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 <laughs> come on. I know you know a whole lot about cars than we once did. Well, I'll use myself for an example. Back in the days, back in the 50s, you know, and uh, we're, I think we're, I think we're, 
well, for a lack of another word, we're experts, and you can really help out your community, and you can help out so many ladies, and you can get yourself a T-shirt, a hat, bop, 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 bop. It'll be a whole lot of fun. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so sign up, earlsvigilantes.com. All righty. Um, this is the text. Uh, this is from Kristen in Daytona Beach. Um, I was just listening to the last caller, and you mentioned that everyone in the car dealership calls themselves a manager. This is hilarious. Last time I bought a new car, I went through the Internet department and was supposedly buying from the quote-unquote Internet manager. But every time I ask for something, like a small reduction in payment and complimentary carpet mats, the quote-unquote Internet manager had to keep checking with quote-unquote my manager. And that's from Kristen. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, if you're the manager, you know, you, you don't have you don't have any authority. Yeah, a lot of times, Kristen, the uh, the uh, dealers don't realize that's happening, and um, they tend to assign titles that sound good. In our service department, uh, the person that greets you in the service department is a is a service salesperson, but they call themselves assistant service managers. So in my dealership, we have, uh, what, uh, 14, 12 uh, assistant service managers. Well, we don't call them that. Well, but they call themselves that. And, uh, Mm. you know, they think I don't know it, but they do it anyway. And uh, and so everybody is kind of in the hands. But you go into a bank, everybody's a vice president. And uh, you see the guy with a uh, uniform sleep on the floor? He's vice president of maintenance. (laughs) And... um, so, you know, that's a really good point. Yeah, and, so. and also, um, whenever you're out buying a car and you're trying to negotiate a price and so on and so forth, hold on. I have to go talk to the manager. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not easy. And you know, one thing you might do is try the organization chart, if you can get that. If you could go online, uh, you can go do About Us on the website. And you have to do some research because it's awfully hard to find the real boss. And another reason for that, not to beat a dead horse here, but the the employees don't always want you to talk to their boss. And if they're if there's a little hanky panky going on and they're kind of stretching the truth a little bit and the boss wouldn't like that, uh, they're they're gonna, they're gonna be the boss. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a challenge, especially at car dealerships, to find out the real boss. One great thing that I recommend when you go into any car dealership, before you start doing anything, ask about the, the organization. Who, who's your boss, you ask the salesman. And I'd like to meet your boss. Well, you know, if he's gonna say he's the boss, it's gonna, you know, everybody's got a boss, right? So you meet the boss. Now you can talk to that, and you can say, man, who do you report to? May I have, another little trick, and I know I'm going on here, but uh, you, Get a cell number, a, a cell number of the salesperson, a cell number of his boss, and get as many cell numbers as you can. Because mm-hmm. if you've got the cell phone number, they know that they can't hide from you. Yeah, You're going to get through them sooner or later. Get the cell phone number of as many managers in the dealership as you can. Yeah, yeah. do it when things are good before things go south and yeah, they're, exactly. when they're yeah. not afraid to give it out. Yeah. 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 Don't yeah. give them yeah. my number now. They <laughs> get them before they start lying. Yeah. They walk in they say, Welcome into uh, uh, ABC Ford. You say, Give me your may cell I phone have number. your cell phone number, please? <laughs> well, I'll tell you how yeah. many people. Yeah, I've, your boss? <laughs> how many people I've talked to, and I said, "Do you have their cell number? Do you know their name? 
they're going to they're going to ask you for your cell number i mean that if, is gold if i'm in a business and someone refuses to give me their cell phone number why would i give them my cell phone number so there you go yeah uh, that's what I say to these crazy callers that uh, call us at night. Okay, we are going to go to Boynton Depends Beach. Depends on the business, though. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's, they're not going to give you their cell phone. We're going to go. <laughs> Quit giving out mine. Oh, maybe hey. they would. Uh, I'm going to try it. Next time I go to McDonald's, I'm going to say, here's my cell phone. I want a Whopper and give me your cell phone number. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you say, here's my cell phone number, and may I have yours? Oh, damn I it. I want to go to Bud's. They're going to call the police on you. <laughs> I'll be there. Rick's That happened at Booker King. Remember that? Oh, I, mean, oh, I, mean, I was traumatized. Okay. We, we're getting in the weeds here. Hey, we got to go to Steve, who's holding. And Frank, please hold on. Uh, Steve's calling us from Boynton Beach. <laughs> Good morning, Steve. Good morning. This is Roadrunner Steve. Happy hey. New Year, everybody. How are you doing, Steve? Good. I got two questions. This one is about Carvana, Carvana whatever you want to call it. Carvana. I mean... Why would people buy there, put a chip in a machine, and buy a car? That's like buying a candy bar. You never know what you're going to get. Well, that's a good point. Uh, (laughs) Serious answer, it's more for show. That's not the way they really sell cars. They spent a lot of money on that because they had a lot of money on an IPO, and I think there's only one of them, and they use that in all their images and logos and, and, uh, and marketing, but that's not the way you really buy a car from Carvana. Well, do you get to take it for a test drive or anything like that? Yes, uh, they will take it to your home. You can go online and you can consummate the transaction. They'll bring the car to your uh, home and then you get to test drive it and they will appraise your car at your home, take the car back, you write them a check and it's a a relatively honest online experience. But yeah, you better better test drive the car and you, you also better take that car to your mechanic and have him check it out before you buy it. True. Now, my friend is going to buy a new car, and I'm telling him, you don't have to pay dealer's fees, you don't have to pay all these fees. He's telling me you have to pay them. Can you go to the list? Is your friend I know a dealer. you say it a hundred times. What <laughs> I should not pay at a dealer? Steve, uh, you don't really care if you pay a dealer fee as long as the total price out the door is competitive. So. Rather than play the dealer fee game and demand that the price be taken off uh, the price for the dealer fee be taken off the price of the car, just say, "Listen, give me your best price. Include any fee you want. You can uh, include include a fee for uh, getting a haircut. I don't care what fee. Sell me the car for a dollar. Yeah, yeah, I don't care what you put in there. Give me your bottom line out the door price because I'm going next door to your competition and I'm going to show them your price. And if they have a better price, I'm going to buy from him. So knock yourself out. Put your fees in there. I just want an out the door price. And that's better than arguing about the dealer fee. He'll have an answer. He'll say all the dealers charge dealer fees. Uh, blah 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 Hello. blah. And then you're in an argument. Just get the out the door price and shop it with his competition. But I don't look at it as an argument. I look at it as a negotiation. Well. If you like to negotiate, that's fine. Uh, some people do. Uh, that's old-fashioned. I mean, I don't want to insult you uh, because I'm old-fashioned. No, I'm but, too old to be insulted. Yeah. <laughs> but if you love to negotiate, then knock yourself out. You can argue with them, and uh, it's just going to take you a lot longer to get a good price. And uh, I believe you will get a good price, Steve, because you sound to me like a, you have a very commanding, aggressive personality. And you're the type of guy that can negotiate a good price. But 
that's, that's from being a New Yorker. You know, okay. we negotiate everything. I hear you. I know. I've been to New we York. I know what you're talking about. that of a fish in a fish store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we might, might, might use you for a mystery shopper. I, I, I want might, to. I, I very much want You might. Uh, we'll, we'll give you a... We'll give you a local dealership, uh, and uh, we'll have we'll to torture them. <laughs> yeah. No, so, I would have to bring my blood pressure machine because they would just watch it go up. When, with all yeah. the lies, they would tell me and watch their nose grow. Oh, boy. With all that stuff. But so I only bought one new car in my lifetime, and it was a 1996 Dodge Neon. Uh-huh. What a pizza junk it was. I was about to say, I'm sorry about that. I got rid of it within a year. The car would stop and shut off at a red light. All the gauges would go down. I had to start it up. Yeah. But I should have known better. When I got the car home, the headlights didn't work. I had to go back to the dealer, and they had to install the fuse. <laughs> used car is much better value, Steve. You're a smart guy. Don't buy a new car. Buy a late model used car. Get it checked out by a mechanic. and. Uh, you're, you're saving yourself a couple grand and That's what I did. That's why I listen to Car Talk Radio. Yeah. Listen and learn. Yep. There you go. Even, even if it's a little... Oh, by the way, I had my road runner out last week when it was nice and cold out. Uh-huh. That cold air got under that hood and added another 25 horsepower to the car. I could hardly wait to get to that green light and just take off. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like that old uh, song, Maybelline. You remember that? Yeah, I'm just glad there was no cops around. Cold air making my engine go good, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I was the red bullet on 441. <laughs> Look at that. Okay, everybody have a happy and safe New Year's. You Thanks too, Steve. Talk. Thank you. Same to you, Steve. Bye Thanks bye. so much for entertaining us. Okay, we are going to go to Frank, who is in Jupiter Farms, a regular caller. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. Happy New Year to you guys. Hey, happy, happy New, New Year. I got a, a couple of things, so I'm, I'm trying. I'll get one out of the way real quick. Um, I'm into spring house cleaning, which obviously is winter, but that's all right. It's springtime here compared up north. I got dozens, no, I got hundreds of car magazines, car and driver, road and track, hot rod, automobile. Is there anywhere that anyone might want them? Anything for like your where your mechanic break room or something? Any of that help you guys or anything? Ah, Rick, what do you think? Uh, truth be told, most most places I could think of, um, World Magazine, it's really hard to say. I I, I wouldn't tell, wouldn't know of any place to tell you that would you know would really be uh, wanting to take a bunch of them. Uh, maybe some of the trade schools or tech schools. That's a good idea. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the students I, there. Yeah, that's some of the things that try to help get them more interested in the idea of it. Yeah, I, I hate to throw them away. They're in, in really decent shape. I mean, you can only read so much. And, you know, this for you, it's only $8 a year. And I go, yeah, that's a great deal. But like you said one time, a bargain's only a bargain if you need it. Mm-hmm. When you're mm-hmm. getting like 10 magazines a month, there's just no way to read them. Um, having said that, uh, the other place I used to take them to were like some of the places, the tire shops and um, Midas and but now most people don't want to leave anything out there because of the COVA thing. So, yeah, I was just yeah. going to say that, Frank. Uh, I noticed the other day I was in an office that always had magazines everywhere. The office is cleared out because of the p- pandemic. We've done so the same thing. Yeah. What, uh, what Rick suggested, you know, it might be a good idea. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into that. Yeah. On a second note, one of my friends 
um, was looking for a car. And he's found a 2008 Charger, I believe, or something that they used in one of the um, police things or you know, uh, municipalities. He's got 265,000 miles, wow. and they're trying to sell it for $6,000. <laughs> and I said, why throw that money away? That car is probably worn out. Yes, I know they can go up to 200000 but 265000 And the guy doesn't really budge on his price. And he says, well, I put a new alternator in or something. I go, oh, you know. So... Here's my question for you guys, and I guess I could have called your dealership. Um, do you still have the zero percent financing on, on the new car, on the new trucks? He's looking at a Tundra. Um, Toyota has a bunch of uh, different finance specials, and zero um, percent's one of them. Um, I got to check on the Tundra. I don't think it's on the Tundra, um, but usually it's you know you know this time of year they have a pretty pretty low interest rate, it might be one point nine or two point nine percent. Okay, I can check for it. Listen to the show. I'll, I'll send you a text. So I, I can look it up if it is on the Tundra so you can let your buddy know. Okay. Yeah, because I told him to go see you guys. Um, obviously, the Costco. He is a veteran, a disabled veteran, but okay. he's just been taking advantage of cars so much. I said, you got to go see Earl Stewart. I mean, I'm not trying to make an infomercial for you guys. but You're making Earl nervous. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's definitely... It's, hey, Frank, you said something yeah. earlier about a 250,000 miles on a 2005 vehicle that's not a lot of mileage for a 2005 vehicle that's 15 years old and uh, uh, if the car had been maintained carefully and you get a, 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 a good check on an independent mechanic it's, it could be a good buy well but he, he said it was a ex-police car didn't you say yeah it was something like one of those type of deals well, you know, I, I would run from it well I, I, I would disagree with Rick on that because uh, the police cars and rental cars used to be considered bad buys and that's before cars got better and uh, many and police cars now are well maintained uh, they probably had their owners uh, recommended maintenance done more religiously than those owned by retail people and uh, it's the rare police car that's driven at 180 miles an hour and in, uh, in a, in a you know, a chase somewhere. Uh, that's a myth. <laughs> if, if you're picturing Starsky and Hutch, yeah. um, then yeah. then maybe back off. I mean, it's probably a car's probably been a Dunkin' Donuts more than it has like North Palm on Beach Party. So, uh, no, uh, police cars, uh, taxis, uh, rental cars. Earl's Lexus are actually <laughs> are actually good buys. I like top car over his Lexus. I, I, matter of fact, I recommend those type of vehicles oftentimes over by an individual retail buyer. The average indivi individual retail buyer of a used car is less responsible in maintenance than commercial cars are because the commercial car has got an investment in that and they want to make those cars last longer and longer. Uh, we have a rental car company in our dealership and we take really good car of those vehicles, really good care because we want them to last because mm -hmm. it's a commercial inc incentive to us. Yep. Real quick, Frank, uh, let your buddy know that they do have 2.9% up to 60 months. Okay, and I told him to go to Costco because that way he doesn't have to worry about, you know, arguing and like, not that you guys do that anyway, but... Costco's okay, the way to go. Um, you, made, you made me think about um, one quick little corny joke I used to see in the old days um, when you're talking about the cops being the donut shops. It, it was a bumper sticker that said, bad cop, no donut. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Anyway. Well, thank you. You guys have a great day. I'll, I'll send him your way. His name's Burn, but he'll, he'll mention my name, I'm sure. <laughs> Happy New Year, Frank. Thanks. Thanks I, for. I hope I didn't offend a lot of policemen out there. I was worried about that. I'm like, <laughs> thanks I mean, for tuning I, in, I, Frank. I love Dunkin' Donuts. There's nothing wrong with having a. You know. 
if if there wasn't any like health or weight restrictions, I would eat donuts all the time too. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you what, you can't even get into Dunkin' Donuts up in Jupiter, just north of us. Uh, ladies, I'm right here and I'm waiting for you to give me a call. I have $50 for you. Please give me a call. Uh, did you have a shopping experience, service experience, or would you just like to call and comment on the show? 877 960 9960. Let's have YouTube. Uh, we got a little backup here. Uh, Rico West is asking I'm interested in a new Highlander. Do Toyota dealers have a corporate long-term test-slash-rental program available? No. I've never heard of such a thing, actually. No. Okay, and G. Kui is George from Orlando. He says, I'm looking at a used RAV4. My local dealer would only allow the mechanic I hired to inspect the vehicle for 20 minutes and was not allowed to put it on a lift. The mechanic said he couldn't possibly inspect it correctly in only 20 minutes and not on a lift. You must stand 20 feet back from the vehicle when you inspect it. But he still charged me. I'm angry. What does Earl think? I, I, I didn't understand. He, he wouldn't allow who to look the, at it. The dealer would not allow the independent mechanic to put the car up on a lift and would only allow him 20 minutes to look over the car. I'm assuming so, he, they came to the dealership. They must, have, yeah, yeah, must have brought them to. Well, I understand the not letting a, another mechanic doesn't work. They're operating a lift. Right, yeah. right. But 20 minutes, he should give them some more time for sure. Uh, okay, again, I'm still confused. Yeah. So, he, so mean, the, cust the, the 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 texter or the commenter says they brought in a mechanic to the dealership to look at the used car that the Rav4 they're going to buy. Oh. Okay. And the dealer said he's got well, 20 minutes to look at the car and he can't use simple, the lift. Simple answer: yeah, Don't yeah, buy the yeah. car. Leave. Just, yeah. You know, you just say that's ridiculous. I'm out of here. Yeah. And I've got RM says, when would be the next best time to buy a new vehicle looking to purchase a 21 Highlander? At the end of the month Today. Uh, is, uh, <laughs> is always, yeah. Well, uh, it, the end of the month varies when you get to this time of year because it's the end of the year. And uh, Stu was losing the fact that Toyota ends their month on January the 4th. But that doesn't mean the Chrysler or Chevrolet or the other ones are using that same day. Use the end of the month, calendar month. Uh, you pretty much miss the end of the year. Certainly, yeah. you don't have time to do homework between now. I have seen just look, doing the research, the mystery shopping. There is like most of them are going through the fourth. Like even like Greco yeah. Ford, all their incentives. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's when it ends on a week, and it might be coming. It's too yeah. late to do your research and, and due diligence between now and the fourth. Today's the second. So I would say January thirty-first uh, is a good time. The month end is a counterintuitively good time to buy a car because of the incentives to the dealers, the salespeople, the sales managers, and it's a good time. Yeah. Get, do your research, get the best price on January 15th. I will hold that best price I, in your pocket. At the risk, I'm not going to say the word Toyota, I'm just no. going to say there are additional things that are happening at the end of the year. I've, I've seen it on all the manufacturer sites that does get, there's going to be incentives, but there probably won't be as big. Um, you're going to have to rely on dealer motivation to sell it at a lower cost as opposed to getting that. So play that up on the last day of the month. Mm -hmm. If you go to January 31st, play up the fact they might, in January, they very might well have a hard time hitting their quota. And so you might be that one sale that puts them over. So use that to your advantage. And the last one I have here is Negan1 says, Hi Earl, I have a question. Why is every month truck month? 
all the brands I see commercials for Truck Month. It's the hottest <laughs> thing on the market. Trucks are, are hot. Uh, people are buying trucks uh, for a lot of reasons. Psychologically, mainly, mainly there's not uh, trucks are not used for what trucks are built to do. Trucks are you know, make you feel good. You ride higher. You feel macho. Uh, whatever it may be, uh, good visibility. There are a lot of reasons. Uh, cheap fuel, cheap gas. Uh, so. Uh, they know you want to buy trucks. Also, trucks are the most profitable vehicle. Uh, Ford has the number one selling vehicle in the world. That's the F-150. And uh, they make more money on the trucks. The bigger the truck, the nastier the truck, the more money they make on the truck. So if you have a truck that's selling for eighty-five dollars or $90,000, and a lot of them do today, uh, you're looking at a huge percentage profit to the manufacturer and to the dealer. You go down to a little car or subcompact, uh, the dealer's profit might be $1,000. You go to a big fat truck, uh, the dealer's profit could be $25,000. So everybody wants you to buy the truck that will make them the most money. Okay, I, the have, a, make them the most I money. have a question for you men. There's four of them in here, <laughs> folks. And um, are there more women on the road driving trucks? Sure. I would say so. Um, I can say that our, like just speaking from our dealership, that we have a majority of female customers, slightly, and we are selling a majority of uh, trucks, but that also includes SUVs as well. So they well, put we, uh, see, people, uh, SUV is not a truck. SUV is an SUV, and a truck is a truck, but there's the, the, the industry uh, parlance clumps them all together. So you have vans, SUVs, <coughs> trucks, so pickup trucks. Let's call them pickup trucks. Sure. Uh, not a lot of women buy, drive pickup trucks. Mainly men drive pickup trucks. But men, women like the SUVs. They like them because they ride higher and women are shorter. Than yeah. Men. Uh, no, ladies, my point is that uh, I have $50 here for one more female caller. And did you hear the word majority being used? Yes, you are a majority, not a minority. You are a big part of the auto industry. And for these car dealers not to recognize that, that is financial disaster. Give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960. Back to Stu. Okay, we got a question. Sounds like it's a Rick question. How good is the cabin air filter we have in our cars? Is it a HEPA filter? Can it filter out COVID? 99% of them are just a kind of cotton paper mesh. Uh, no, I would can, say no, it's unlikely. No, they cannot, that, hamper, they cannot filter out COVID. They cannot. Yeah. Can you get a HEPA filter in a cabin air uh, filter? I've never seen a HEPA filter for a car. Activated charcoal, yes, that helps reduce odors, but never a HEPA filter and nothing that would actually filter COVID. Okay. Um, Here's a text, no name on it. It says, why do, car, why do dealers limit the number of coupons you can use for service? I brought three coupons in to, to the dealership for service, and the advisor said I can only use one. I asked to speak to the manager. He was very nice, and he let me use both. Uh, why limit the coupons in, to one in the first place? Well, they do it because they can get away with it, and if they put it in the fine print, it's legal. Not really, according to the Federal Trade Commission, but nevertheless, they do it. Uh, Coupons are a way to get you in the door, and when you see a coupon, you come in with a coupon, and you only get uh, the coupon, they're very unhappy with you because they want to sell you a bunch of other stuff. So 
Now, coupons are a way to get you in the door. And let, let me back up again on the filters, the cabin filters, uh, because everybody is COVID aware these days. When you're in an automobile, if you can have your fresh air on, that's the protection you want against COVID. If you're in a car with, a, with Somebody several else. people and they're not wearing masks, which usually people don't wear their masks in the car, uh, you want to have your fresh air coming in, not recirculating your old air. So uh, the cabin filter is not going to help you much in that area, uh, but you do want to have uh, the fresh air coming in from outside. Very good. Uh, Rick, how often should that filter be changed in the cabin? Most manufacturers that I've seen recommend every 30,000 miles. Okay, yep. thank you. And of course, if you live out in the acreage where you're on dusty, dirty roads, or if you're a heavy smoker, consider doing it a little bit more frequently. Thank right. you. Anonymous feedback. Why do car salesmen never stay at one car dealership for more than a few months? I actually encountered the same salesperson at two different dealerships while searching for my current vehicle. <laughs> That's well, kind of unusual. <laughs> but you, could a, you could write a book on that answer, but uh, you have people that come to work because they need the job and they don't realize how unethical and deceptive many car dealers are, and it finally gets to them. They have to greet customers, and they're told that they have an advertisement on television, online, wherever, and they're promising a price on a car that they will not honor. And they tell them, imagine you come to work for a dealer A because you need a job. You used to be in insurance or real estate. Now you want to go to work for a car dealership because you need the job. And the first thing the sales manager tells you, we're advertising a Chevrolet uh, uh, whatever uh, for $1,000 less than we can sell it for. So here's what you got to do. you got to sell them the nitrogen, the tires. you got to sell them the paint sealant. Uh, you got to add this dealer fee. How long would you want to work for that dealership? So a lot of the turnover is due to the fact that the average salesperson has got higher morals, integrity, and ethics than the salesperson, than the sales manager that hired him. Uh, another reason is it's a lot of, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's hard work to be a salesperson, even if you're honest. Car dealerships are open seven days a week. Uh, the hours are grueling. Uh, you have to deal with the public, uh, many, many people, and it's tough. It's a tough job. So it's, uh, it's when you find a car dealership that has low turnover and a lot of salespeople have been there a long time, it says a lot for that car dealership, the way he treats his own people and uh, his honesty and his integrity and things like that. It's a rough place to work. I feel guilty oftentimes when we do uh, mystery shopping reports because we encounter salespeople that get a lot of the blame for the bad report, but in fact, they're kind of trapped. They need the job. Uh, they need the income, and they're following orders, and they're carrying out the directives of the dealership. Yeah, we see it week after week. I mean, especially the newer guys are pretty um, um, uncomfortable. Uh, that sent that uh, phenomena has a lot to do with what we did with our dealership because that's how I felt when I started selling cars, and it was it was a very uncomfortable thing to kind of be sure. have to explain some of the stuff that went on. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Nancy's okay. got a caller? Yeah. All right. I do. I do, I do, I do. I'm really excited. Virginia, good morning. Yes, ma'am. From North Palm Beach. Welcome to the show. Oh, hi. How you doing? Oh, great. Great. Thank you for calling. You just won yourself $50. What can we do for you? Hey, that's a lot of groceries. <laughs> hey, that's good. Hey, now listen, I got a question for y'all. 
Um, I was in there recently, Earl Stewart, for the first time to get, I have a Toyota 2014 Tundra, and it's a four-wheel drive, and I bought it used, um, and I bought it just a year ago. Um, I had brought it in, and they did a good job on um, rotating the tires and stuff, but they told me I had a swelling in my lug nuts, and they said it would not, um, I would have to get them done either there for 200 and something smackers, or I would just have to go and, um, you know, get a a different type of wrench to get them off, because if I had flat, they wouldn't be able to get them off. Can you tell me what's a good idea to do for these lug nuts without having to pay 200 and then also where do I get a off-market turn-by-turn navigation because the 2014s, I guess, didn't have it on there. Uh, For the navigation thing, I would stick with your phone. Um, Just go right with the Apple Maps on your phone or, or Google Maps and you'll actually find a lot better service right there. Uh, you can even get units that will it'll let you plug into the radio so the uh, announcements will come through your speakers to make it easier to hear them. But I, I would go through that. Uh, for the okay. lug nuts, now that's Toyota and Honda also has this issue and I think Ford. They're taking the lug nut and they're putting a pretty chrome cover over the lug nut so they look nice and pretty. The problem is after they've been used for several years and been removed and reinstalled for doing tire rotations, that chrome cover on there starts to loosen up and it swells and the lug wrench that is supposed to fit on them doesn't fit anymore. Now you've actually got several recourses. Factory lug nuts, yeah, they're expensive. They're five to seven dollars each, and on a Forerunner, you've got six lug nuts per wheel. So you can see where that money adds up pretty quickly. What you can do is look online for lug nuts at a lower price, and just simply get a replacement set of lug nuts. And the next time you go in, if they're doing a tire rotation, there should be no extra labor charge. Just say, hey. Throw away those old lug nuts and put these new ones on, please. Okay, that's a great idea. Now go to Amazon. Um, that's a great idea. Yeah. Also, could I ask one real quick more question? It's the same thing about the turn-by-turn. Turn. Um, I don't use uh, fancy yeah. phones. I can't stand them. They're too stressful for me. Um, so, anyway, I was just wondering, for somebody that doesn't have a regular fancy flip phone with any oh, okay. navigation... I, w- I would then go with a Garmin. Garmin or TomTom, but Garmin is one of the best navigation systems that I've ever seen. Yeah. And if you look on Amazon or on eBay, you might even be able to find a, a lightly used one that is still in excellent condition. You know, Virginia, whenever I bought my uh, Garmin, um, I just found uh, so much comfort and convenience. It is really a people-friendly people friendly uh, i i can't talk enough about the garmin rick and nancy speak the truth consumer reports recommends the garmin NuviCam. um it's the highest recommended one in the current edition of consumer reports it's got an 81 score and it's 300 dollars. it's well worth it trust me so okay i sure i was wondering if it'd be worth it just to go to a junkyard or something and see if they've got an old turn by turn that i could have installed mm-hmm well, how long are you going to be using your Garmin? 
Is it uh, well, like an investment? I need it because I'm like wrong way Feldman, and if I if there's a neighborhood you don't want to in, invest in, I'm I'm there because I'm always lost. So <laughs> I just can't help it. Um, I just get lost, and so that's why with my my navigation system I had on my Silverado, I was always always getting to my destination. But this way, oh my God, I'm lost bad. So. Yeah. Um, I appreciate all of you. I know I'm taking up an awful lot of your time. Oh, no. You're an important caller. Well, the other option was new vehicle. Um, new vehicle, and I've already been to Earl Stewart about those, too, just to get a turn-by-turn. Turn. So I think that's a little excessive, wouldn't you? Well, Virginia, um, I have to add uh, to uh, your your well statement about expensive cars. You know, Consumer Report is a fantastic place to go, and it is just amazing the amount of money that you can save yourself whether you purchase a new car or a used car. Consumer Report, and uh, just lately the I'm going to say not only January, December, I think, and November uh, they talk about uh, the uh, cost of uh, cars in which you can afford cars that are like $15,000 and under, so on and so forth. So, you know, take a look at that. That'll help you out tremendously. Okay. Well, listen, I appreciate you all for taking the time, and I appreciate the extra $50. That's a lot of groceries. I appreciate that to Earl Stewart. Yeah, that's a lot of cabbage. Hey, listen, it Virginia. Sure is. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks for calling and spread the word. I will. Thanks so much for answering my lug nut questions, too. Yes, okay. they're very important you. to your tires. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, uh, anonymous feedback. Has your dealership fared well during the coronavirus pandemic? Did you ever have to close, like back last spring? Have you had it spread at your dealership? Funny you should ask that question. We're having a, a record profit year, and uh, right after the corona hit, uh, we thought we were going out of business. It was a scary time for us. Uh, we lost a lot of money the first month, uh, and uh, and uh, we had uh, cash flow analysis uh, made to see how much longer we could survive, and uh, we were really getting ready to tighten down the hatches. We uh, made a decision not to lay anybody off and maintain everybody in employment, and uh, we were prepared for a rocky ride, and. Suddenly this uh, uh, strange thing happened. Uh, people started buying cars. Everybody was surprised. And we went from uh, going out of business to uh, having a record year yeah, in profits. That was, that was weird. It was weird. Well, good weird. Good weird. <laughs> oh, good word for us. Unexpected. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do a lightning round because I know we're getting up to the mystery shopping report time. Uh, Earl, this is a more anonymous feedback. When when you see car dealers advertise customer testimonials, are those really customers or are they actors? Both. If you look at the fine print, I saw one last night where they actually used the word actor, but uh, typically they're uh, actual customers. And uh, uh, the, the problem with 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 customer testimonials is everybody wants to be famous, right? Everybody wants to be on TV. So you could probably go up to a customer that w really wasn't all that excited about your dealership and say, how'd you like to be on TV? Will you do a testimonial for us? Yeah. Uh, you're probably going to say, sure. What do you want me you, to say? You're not going to say anything. And, then, <laughs> and if you did, you think it's going to make the final cut? So <laughs> testimonials, uh, you know, 
uh, we we've used testimonials, and and um, I always wonder when I see my customer doing a testimonial for me is what is that is that testimonial going to tell me the truth? Uh, I, I you know I don't know. I hope he is. And uh, can you picture the outtakes? Uh, I hate buying cars from yeah. dealer B. He rips me off every time I go in there. My rule of thumb, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Ignore all car dealer advertising. Right. And this, this is a lightning to, round. Bill. And that applies to most <laughs> other advertising, too. Yeah. You know, it's frightening. The doctors that are actors. Oh, yeah. He's probably well, a dog I'll catcher. Tell, I'll, I'll say this. I'll make a lot of lawyers mad. The, the lawyer advertising today is absolutely revolting. Mm. And, and where is the... Florida uh, Ethics Board on Lawyers, what, the Bar, Bar yeah. Association. Why do you allow these lawyers to do what they're doing out there? It makes you're making car dealers look good. Maybe, maybe I should be glad you're out there. You're making car dealers look good. Yeah. That's how bad you are. That's right. <laughs> More anonymous feedback. Here's a good one. Regarding the Costco program, you say Costco makes their affiliated dealers sell to you at the lowest price they'll sell the car to anybody. How can I verify that the price I get? really is lower than anybody else who bought the same car. Well, you have to rely on Costco's word. Uh, Costco, in my opinion, is uh, right up there with the most honorable, honest, ethical stores I know. And they do check the prices regularly. And they come into the dealership and audit the prices, and they audit the transactions. So Costco does know if that car dealer is honoring their contract. And uh, if they don't, then they cancel the dealer. So. Uh, we we, have, we know Costco very well, and they're true to their word. Okay. Happy New Year's, everyone. This is anonymous feedback. With the extra pressure from turbos and direct fuel injectors, are the four-cylinder engine blocks reinforced, or are they prone to failure from new technology? Rick? Haven't seen any failures yet, uh, although we do not have turbos on the Toyotas yet. Super uh, good ones. Those will be coming, <laughs> but... I think the engineers are pretty good about making sure those blocks are going to hold up. Okay. Here's an interesting question. Is it possible to add sound lamination to all the unlaminated windows to decrease outside noise? I'm not sure I understand the question. I didn't know there was such a thing as sound lamination. I didn't know it. That's the reason it confused Sounds like me. like Colonel Google. Let's get Colonel Google on the phone. Well, I, I know there is for body panels. You can get uh, noise eliminator that they'll put inside the body panels on the floor of the car. Probably, yeah. But I've never heard of it for the glass. I have, uh, Nancy and I have hurricane glass in our doors and windows on our home, and it's amazingly good soundproofing. Mine will be installed on January 23rd. Yeah. I cannot wait for the quiet. But car lamination for sound? <coughs> I don't know. We'll have to Google that. Uh, here's anonymous feedback from my son, Jake. Well, I don't know if it really is, but it's from Jake, who identified. My son is actually going back up to college today. Um, hmm. Happy New Year's, folks. What happened to the driver's door armrest on the new Highlander? It seems to be sculpted out of the door panel and way too low and far to lean on. Why is design taking over function? Jake, maybe you're just Great too question. big. Hmm? Maybe you might be too, too tall. Big, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is a really good uh, topical question. Are there new Toyotas coming from the factory with the faulty fuel pumps, or has it been solved already? And I don't know. We know that we're having a, a parts um, difficulty getting the parts. Well, I don't know if they're producing uh, them with the fix. You like to think that it's been solved. They just haven't caught up with the production. I would hate to think it was something like the Takata airbag where they're putting in a, a 
defective Takata right. airbag with another Only defective to Takata airbag. Road, yeah. Yeah. But I think they have fixed the problem. Yeah. And I, you, know, you haven't heard anything different, have you, Rick? Uh, Toyota's kind of holding off on uh, getting the campaign out for the last few rounds of vehicles. Because of production. But, right. Yeah, it's just they're, they're trying to make sure that they've got enough pumps in stock yeah. so that when they make the announcement, okay, your cars are now ready to come yeah. in and get these pumps replaced, yeah. they can have them in yeah. our hands ready to go. Yeah. But no, we've had no real problems getting hold of them. Now the question was, have they solved the problem? At the factory? Yes. At the factory. They yes. fixed it. They redesigned the fuel pump, so they fixed it. They just haven't made them fast enough. Right. Now the last anonymous feedback will make you feel a whole lot better, Earl. Earl, I'm a 30-year law enforcement veteran. Regarding your donut comment, I also absolutely love donuts, but I am partial to Krispy Kreme. Stereotypes be damned. There you go. Very There's good. only one thing I love more than a cop, and that's a cop with a sense of humor. So that is, I love the cops, and uh, I think. Uh, Which do you love more? I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be a cop <laughs> on the bet because I haven't got the courage to I'm do what you guy. guys do. I'm with this guy. Krispy yeah. Kreme, way better than Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, oh absolutely. Uh, yeah. The best. The best. The and best. We're all caught up and okay, ready folks. to go. I think that we are ready for our mystery shopping report, and this is our mystery shopping report from a Greco Ford. Take it away. Okay, conventional wisdom says family-owned car dealerships are a thing of the past, having been steadily taken over by large public and privately-owned corporations. There's some truth to this, but uh, dynastic family-owned dealerships still exist and continue to impact the car buying and service business in unexpected ways. On one hand, family-owned dealerships are sometimes viewed as trusted members of the community. They always play that angle up when they're advertising. A safer haven for consumers than corporate behemoths like Penske and Asbury. On the other hand, family-owned car dealerships can also represent some of the oldest and least savory of old-school car biz tactics. Of all the family-owned dealerships, two names repeatedly come in our weekly uh, mystery shops, Mapleton and Grico. These family-owned, uh, they each own about 10 dealerships in Florida, and they have a bunch more elsewhere. Both groups are transplants from out of state, the Greco, New Jersey, and the Aplins come from Illinois. In fact, uh, Mapleton goes back to, the thing I remember this about Mapleton, he started, his father started business in 1934, I believe. Just just uh, before um, my grandpa did. Yeah, before Stu's grandfather, my, my father. So that's a long time. Uh, they've been around a long time. Neither dealer group performed well in our mystery shopping reports. The larger group, Mapleton, is better known in this struggle with their reputation and some very public, very public legal issues. Due to our liberal grading policy on this show, two Mapleton locations enjoy spots on our recommended dealer list. And I said to Nancy in the car as we drove over, I said, I would have said uh, necessary grading policy. We don't like <laughs> I'm, I'm against it. Yeah, we don't. I've turned we, against our grading policy. We don't like to have to pass dealerships that do things badly, uh, but we have to because you have to have a place to buy a car. And literally, we would have no recommended dealers if we adhered to the letter of the law. So uh, we, we, we have to grade the way we do. We did talk about changing it to maybe just posting the grade yeah. and not saying recommended or not. Yeah. So you can just we could rank them by A to yeah. F. Yeah. I think we have to be a little more open-minded. We should do that. I, mm -hmm. I give you that assignment to do that, if you would please do that. I'd appreciate it. A lesser-known group, Greco, is the... Is it Greco or Greco? I can never remember. I think they say Greco. Greco. 
is the subject of our investigation this week. The, Greek, the Greco Automotive Group, not as big as Napleton's, but their impact on South Florida consumers is just as substantial. Like Napleton, two of the Greco dealerships are on our recommended list. So we two Napleton and two Greco. We chose Greco Ford and Delray Beach as this week's target. It's been nearly three years since Greco Ford failed our Dakota test and wound up on the do not recommend list. This time around, Agent Lightning went in, that's our female shopper, for those who are new to the show, went in to find out how the Grecos were behaving. The mission was simple, try to buy a new Ford, tell us uh, uh, all about it, and uh, that's what she did. You know, go in laissez-faire. She's a very bright gal, and uh, she has a, I won't say aggressive, but she's, uh, she's uh, self-confident, and she's able to carry off that sort of a task and Tough. and uh, observe at the same time. We also dared to try. This is a. Uh, I'll explain this in a second. <laughs> dared to try to get a salesman in the trunk of a car. We'll see how that went. That used to be an old trick uh, in the car business back in the day, where to show control, uh, trainers would actually come in and have a real live customer put in the trunk of a car to demonstrate how you can control customers. It's a sad statement on the way cars were sold and to some extent today are still sold. Okay, here's the report. I arrived at Greco Ford as if I were the female shopper. US 1 in Delray Beach. I found a beautiful brand new facility with a tiny parking lot. I found a spot near the service department made my way to the new car showroom. Once inside, I was approached by three different people. Interesting. Aggressive. I, con I continued, I guess, ignoring the uh, salespeople as they approached me. Uh, I went to the front desk because I prefer to establish a little control <laughs> by asking a receptionist to call a salesperson for me. I think everybody should do that, by the way. I think you should go to the receptionist and have a salesperson assigned. I th and for that, so I think because when you get a, the, the one who runs up to you is the most aggressive salesperson, it's probably not going to be the best experience. Plus the fact you're not necessarily on record. If you're on record, if you go to the receptionist, you're in the computer. The receptionist will see to it that your information is logged, probably. And then you have a little bit of a record, so you're less likely to have a rogue salesperson yeah. that denies everything yeah. you said he did to you. Yeah. You don't want the crazy one that gets you at the car no. door. No. <laughs> I observed, you know, watch out for the one that looks crazy. Right. <laughs> I observed mask wearing by all employees. Okay, there's a kudo, there's a, a plus for Gritko. Maria was a receptionist and she called for a salesperson. Gabe answered the call, he introduced himself, and I gave him my cover story. I was there to take advantage of a year in savings and surprised my husband with a new Ford F-150 pickup truck. Gabe said I was in luck, but he still had some in stock, and I just checked earlier, there were 43, which is, to me, more than some, but they like to give you an idea Puffery. of the, you know, urgency. We only have a few. That's what they want you to believe. He led me to a desk, and we went through the question and answer session. I've grown accustomed to that, including a series of questions to determine what rebates discounts that I qualify for. Then he entered all of my vital statistics into the computer. I described the truck I wanted for my husband, a 4x4 XLT crew cab, preferably gray. Gabe quickly found a 2020 model in stock with an MSRP of $56,230. Now we're going to talk about MSRP a little later, but as an aside, always know the MSRP of the car you buy. And you have to be careful, is it the true MSRP, not the dealer 
MSRP, dealer list, or whatever they want to call it, not the market price, the MSRP. Very important. After we finished, Gabe led me to the third floor of their parking garage where the F-150s were kept. Along the way, he showed off the high-tech features of his parking garage, like electronic doors, fingerprint readers that came with a recent model. We found the truck, and Gabe asked me to wait uh, while he got the keys. Refreshingly, he was back in less than two minutes, but I still wasn't sure why he didn't get the keys before he went upstairs. They, they found the car, the yeah. truck, before they went. Yeah. Yeah. I, Maybe he forgot. I think he forgot. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Gabe took his time demo Maybe he had to go to the bathroom. Oh, you don't know. Gabe took his time demonstrating all the features. Then he said they had this truck advertised online for 42688 and that he would do his best to get me as close to that price as possible. Which now, I think is a funny thing. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, only in the car business. I mean, if you went into Publix and, 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 and the guy, you know, just put the stuff on the right. shelf, you say, where's the ribeye? Where are the ribeye steaks? He says, well, the ribeye steaks are in the back on the right and they're $12 a pound. I'll try, I'll try to get you that. Close to as $12. Close to that price <laughs> at the cashier as we can. I mean, in any other retail, the price is the price is the price. The car dealership, you heard it. Hey, we're advertising this for forty-two sixty eighty-eight. Let me see what we'll, I can do. We'll try to get it close to that price <laughs> when we really sell it to you. Well, uh, anyway. Yeah. Although the MSRP was listed on, did I just do that? Yeah. Although the MSRP was listed online as fifty-six two thirty, the MSRP on the Moroni label was fifty-four four eighty. I could see there were manufacturing discount packages that lowered it from fifty-six to uh, from fifty-six thousand two thirty. But yeah. Greco lists the higher figure on the website. And this is really. Interesting. It is. Because yeah. manufacturers do that, but the, it's the bottom line is the MSRP. They'll show yeah. a higher one in the yeah. manufacturers of these packages. Yeah. So they chose, to, I don't even know how their system allows them to do that. But. I don't think the law probably addressed it. It should, but I mean, the MSRP should be sacrosanct. The it MSRP is. should be the true suggested retail by the manufacturer. And if the manufacturer is going to modify the suggested retail, it should become the MSRP. Yeah, it, it is, I think, but Greco chose to use a higher line before discount. No, I'm talking discount. about the, the Monroni label law. Yeah, it's on the Monroni label. Uh, how would the Monroni label on a car that's been in stock for six months uh, reflect the fact it was it, it, it came that way. It's a discount package. They use that to inflate yeah. them on a lease. It's okay, well, a, we're yeah. getting into a technical. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll do that. But the MSRP was 54480 yeah. yeah. And they tried to say it was higher. I declined a test drive explaining that my husband was a Ford man, and the only truck he would drive is an F-150. He'd own six of them. It's probably true. We went back to the desk and Gabe asked for my driver's license. Then he left, presumably to speak with the manager to get the figures together. This time he was gone for much longer, 15 minutes. I played on my phone and waited. You know, God bless the smartphone, right? You could kill time real quickly on your smartphone. Shame you have to. Uh, very few retail places that would happen, but it happens a lot in the car business. 15, 20 minutes, half an hour. Leave you alone? I don't know why. He returned with a worksheet, jumped into reviewing what he was asking me to pay. The uh, top line was the inflated pre-manufactured discount package, MSRP. They called it market value selling price, 56230 Then I was shown $8,050 in total savings, and this is all smoke and mirrors. To the adjusted price of 48140 he added 
249 for Zurich Shield, and a lot of guy people use Zurich Shield, and I'll tell you why people use Zurich Shield because the dealer can buy this uh, crap for pennies on the dollar and slap it on the car and charge you $249, and they probably pay 10 bucks for it. So a lot of dealers are jumping on it. It sounds pretty good. I like the name too, Zurich, Zurich Switzerland. Conservative, honest, very reliable. stable Zurich. sounding. Zurich Shield. Yeah, right. Really sounds good. Which, in fact, it sounds better than Polyglyco, doesn't it? It sure does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say Toyo Guard, but that's. To adjust the price of 48100 Okay, we just did that. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Zurich Shield. I call it rusted dust. That's the old saying for that kind of nonsense. $139 in taxable fees. That's another name for dealer fees. And then here's the real dealer fee that they don't refer to as taxable fee, $999 for dealer dock. And then we got 3309 in sales tax, that's legit, hopefully, and $719 in non-tax fees. Out the door price, $53,599. $53,599. I told Gabe I was interested in Zurich Shield. I wasn't interested in Zurich Shield, but he insisted that it was an enormous value here in sunny and salty South Florida. There he is, sales pitch. He said that we would need it. In any case, whether you need it or not, we ain't gonna take it off. <laughs> you really need this, and even if you don't need it, we're not gonna take it off, it's on every car. Okay, SLP, dealers do this all the time. I asked about the non-tax fees of $718. Gabe said that was for the Department of Motor Vehicles, DMV. I asked about the dealer dock fee and he explained it was standard and all dealers have charged it. Same BS that you hear, everybody does it. I don't know. I brought up the red hang tag that said crash front bumper. Did I mention that before? I think I skipped that. And when they were looking at the car in the third uh, uh, story parking lot, laying on the, on the seat was a, was a uh, hanger. They take it down and it said, uh, 2000 uh, crash front bumper and it was lying there that there was a what was the discount thousand dollars or uh, it said well yeah no it's huge it says was they, even, they inflated the MSRP even more it's 57729 oh that's right yeah. and this is crash front bumper yeah. Yeah. and it was save 11,000 yeah. yeah I explained the lower price by telling me if I had a trade I'd be entitled to an additional two thousand dollar incentive and of course that's a big joke because all they do is lower the value of your trade on appraisal by $2,000, and they say, now I'm gonna give you $2,000 off the price of the car. Don't ever fall for that one. I asked why I couldn't get the lower, uh, get the lower online advertised price, and he said if I qualified for all the rebates, I would get that price. But I didn't qualify. For one, I didn't have a trade on like this. Another $2,500 required that I finance with Ford Credit. I asked if anyone ever qualifies for all the rebates, and he said he had had one, one customer, one time, who qualified for all the rebates. So, again, BS nonsense, standard operating procedure, unfortunately. I said I need to think things over and stood up to leave. Gabe was uh, walking me through the showroom and I remembered my second mission to get him in the trunk of a car, and she got him in the trunk of the car, and that's really cute, and, uh, and uh, she said she had a bet with her girlfriend that he couldn't get the salesperson 
to get in the trunk of the car, which shows she has the wherewithal uh, and the courage to do stuff like that. You, know, you ask somebody to do something, you look them in the eye, uh, you can control a lot. And uh, salespeople are all very good at that. In this case here, he was a controlee. And Agent Lightning was a controller. Okay. This is the tamest Greco shop to date. Aside from playing the unobtainable rebate game, the inflated MSRP, <laughs> and the hidden fees, it reminds me of Lincoln. Other yeah. than Ms. Lincoln, how'd you enjoy the play? Aside from that, Ms. Lincoln, how'd you enjoy the play? Anyway, uh, the, the the whole thing was. Uh, I tried to get a price from TrueCar, and I could not find the configuration. It was very clunky. Yeah. I couldn't get the yeah. to find out the price was any good. Yeah. We ran a Carfax. There was no accident on the on the Carfax. Yeah. And, and just for our listeners. New cars can have bad Carfax reports. Um, yeah. In this case, it was fine. Yeah. Now here's a red tag that fell down. That was in the back of the thing. There. That, that, that's suspicious too. Uh, why would why would they have it in there? And he says uh, that was really the trade-in rebate, which is not a good cover story. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, that's it. I mean, uh, we can vote. And uh, you heard it all. You didn't hear a whole lot that was really new. Uh, Greco Ford, Delray Beach. Okay, so we had grades coming in. Uh, Jonathan in Wellington says he gave him an F, but that came, he said that right when you started the report, he says as soon as he heard Greco, <laughs> he gave him an F. Uh, Bob, who is uh, one of our uh, vigilantes, gives him an F. Uh, Mark gives him an F. Um, I'm not going to. I know I'm being a little bit harsher. Um, I'm giving them a D, and it's not because they did so many bad things, but they have so many bad things built into their process, like the inflated MSRP and Zurich and all that. So I'm going to be tougher this year. New Year's resolution. There you go. <laughs> okay, Rick, you want to go? I've got Tim Gilliland with a D and Mark Smith with a D. And myself, I'm, I'll give them a D minus. Uh, maybe use them as one, you know, get their bottom line price and use that at some other dealership to get a better price, but I'd this, be scared of them. This is an easy one. I give them an F. Okay, nice. This is an easy one. I give them an F. Yeah. We got two more that came in. Martha gives them a D, and Linda, this is very charitable, Linda, a D minus. Okay. I, I'm, uh, I'm going to, I was going to give them an F. I'm going to give them a D because Stu has promised that he will start grading these things by grades. And I think uh, I think we need to do that because we're seeing enough C's and, and even B's, uh, and we should just have one list of recommended. So we're going to pass them, but we're going to give them a D, and they should be at the bottom of the list. And uh, uh, we, they squeak by, Greco. You squeak by. We're coming back again. Clean up your act. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Earl on Cars. We will be right back here next week. Stay safe. Have a wonderful weekend.